I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Jules. And you're listening to Spaghetti Heads. Listeners, so this week we are talking about the myth, the legend, fact or fiction of the man cold. I know, Julie, you and I have both experienced this in different ways. Yes, and for mine, it's always a little bit surprising because, you know, they say that nurses are like they don't have time for your shit by the time they get home like they right. which granted I do I do try to not be very whiny but like I am very whiny when I get sick like I am a huge baby um <laughs> but yeah this isn't definitely an interesting one for me because I do live with a man who's also a registered nurse so yeah so urban dictionary defines a man cold as um says the name man cold disguises the true, terrible, debilitating disease that is the man-cold. Nearly all men will die from man-colds unless they are administered immediately with large amounts of mindless TV, such as daytime TV, or children's cartoons. It's essential that they not move from the bed or comfy sofa to allow for rehabilitation and must have tissues and man-cold medicine, a.k.a. chocolate, McDonald's, cup of tea, etc., brought to them constantly by a nearby female. I just thought that was funny. It sounds more like me when I'm sick, but oh I usually God. get those. But I get those things for myself. Like I go through the Taco Bell drive-through, but yeah, that that does sound how I, I. But I see at least I'm nurturing myself back to health, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. And you've got Murphy by your side. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so a few of my sources, I just kind of want to shout out because I know this is kind of a. Um, I don't really know if it's. A controversial subject I wouldn't say that but it's just kind of like I think men don't like to admit that man colds are a thing exactly yeah so <laughs> so I thought it was really funny I was like texting Julie when I was doing research on this one because I was like oh my god Stanford Medical Journal has has information on this and I'm looking at stuff on WebMD right now like it's legitimate um well uh, WebMD I don't know I don't know <laughs> I'm like, it's Dr. Thing. Google yeah um so all online of course um but some of my research from webmd i'm just going to go through that really quick so when a man gets a cold it's like everything shuts shuts down so they're miserable or unwilling to do anything including going to the doctor sometimes but then when a woman has a cold she just bucks up and goes about her day she'll continue to go to work until she absolutely cannot or until someone tells her to go home which is typically the situation that i'm in i can't even explain the countless times that my boss has come in my office when I've had a sinus infection and he's been like go home yeah like you have the ability to work from home like go home right um so the quote was from from WebMD it was if a woman has a viral infection or cold so to speak she'll go on with her day activities or her day's activities and maybe mention it to a friend Um, And that's coming from a psychology expert, William Pollock, PhD. So he's explaining that stereotype versus, quote, men will fuss about it and feel like it's getting in their way or be angry or irritable that they have to deal with it. Um, 
Put simply, the man cold just refers to the idea that men handle sickness or illness um, differently than women, or in some cases worse than women. Um, so some theories that talk about maybe why this is happening. So there is some science to back this up because it's not like strictly just opinions. Women are just like, oh God, he's a pain when he's sick. <laughs> there are some actual theories around it. So um, from the women's standpoint, Estrogen can actually slow down the speed at which a virus multiplies, which means that you might be, yes, you might be sick, but you are experiencing the symptoms less severely than men might. Um, and on the other hand, the part of the brain that, that controls body temperature is larger in men because of testosterone, which may lead to higher fevers in men than women, hmm. which I'm going to... I don't really understand that, and maybe this is, maybe that's unintelligent of me, but I... Well, you just... know we're science experts, as we exactly, discussed previously. Exactly. Like, we both are doctors, like, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I work at a hotel, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really understand this, because you think that if there's a part of your brain that's larger, you think that there would be more... I'm going to read that quote again, because... Julie, I want your opinion on it. So it says, okay. the part of the brain that controls body temperature is larger in men because of testosterone, which may lead to higher fevers in men than women. So what you're saying is you would feel like because the part of the brain that controls body temperature is larger, that it would have more like power right. to like regulate your body temperature. Yeah. I feel like women are prone to having like hot flashes and like, but of course that's different than like an actual fever. Like body temperature changes. I don't know. I just feel like if your brain, if there's the part of your brain that's controlling your temperature is larger you'd think that it would be smart enough to just like cool you down yeah i don't know so the other topic that webmd touched on was a um it was actually a, a focus area and it was named men are infallible so by that um basically it means that historically men have been trained to think that they need to be quote-unquote endlessly capable and never failing so the same um the same psychologist that we talked about earlier, he explains that if men get any type of illness, then they make a big deal out of it because it seems like a big deal. It causes more distress in them because they're supposed to be infallible or they're supposed to be the ones that are never changing and constantly strong, right? So um, in, in other words- In my experience too, there also tends to be like a tendency of men to be like, I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. Like before, they until get really, until they're until it's extremely really bad. sick. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm just tired. It's like I I have a scratchy throat. Like it's just whatever. Kind of like, you know, he doesn't act like it's the end of the world, but like he just kind of wants to be. He he wants he doesn't even want to be babied. He just kind of gets a little grumpy and he'll get a little bit like mopey. He wants to nap on the couch in the living room, which is fine. But then I, you know, when he sleeps, I turn my shows back on. And when he's awake, I turn his show. It's always a back and forth of the remote, right? And then I do tend to, like, get him what he needs and whatever. Also, he spends his life taking care of other people. So it's right. the least I can do to, like, get up and get him a ginger ale. But um, I don't know. Can you he's... tell your story of when you guys got salmonella? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and everyone should, like, we should preface this with, like, I have a absolute fear of vomiting like it's really bad until college um, or until when you had like had never thrown up i hadn't 
I had not thrown up since uh, 10th grade. That was the last time I got sick until two years ago, I think it was. Yeah, two years ago, um, I went out to dinner with a friend and I ordered a turkey burger and the turkey burger comes to the table and it was kind of a dimly lit restaurant and I like cut into it and it looked a little pink. And really quick, Julie and I are both psycho when it comes to cooking poultry because oh i would take it burnt to a like crisp. oh my god i have such a thing like i'm so paranoid i'm and i'm paranoid of it because of your story yeah well i mean it happens so i cut into my turkey burger and i think it looks a little pink but i'm at like a work related well it wasn't really a work related dinner it was a it was a dinner with a work colleague that I was getting closer with but I wasn't close enough to send my burger back at this point like that's what I'm trying to say like it wasn't at the level where it was like my burger looks a little pink can you send it back I was just too afraid I was gonna look like you know snobby whatever like a fool I just and we both work in hospitality so you're never gonna want to be like that person right like you just want to be like it's fine to suck it up like a fool I eat the burger and I go to bed that night wake up in the middle of the night and I am so sick. Um, gonna give a, a little warning here. If if things that are graphic make you nervous, just fast forward like maybe sixty seconds. I am so sick, like out the wazoo, out every end that it can be happening. And mind you, my husband, my now husband, fiance at the time, or boyfriend at the time, maybe was at work working the night shift at a hospital, and I am literally texting him like. I'm texting him like five, six times in a row, like, help, dear God, it's happening in. Oh my God, please come home. He's like, I am in the ER at the hospital. And like, you like, need people to are actually dying. dying. And I'm like, me. I, I'm like, I'm dying. Like, I am literally it's dying. Me. Come home. Um, so literally, just, I'm literally sick all night. Never been sick like this in my life. Wake up the next morning. What do I do? Back to man cold, get in my car, drive to my office and pick up my laptop so I can work from home with like a hundred, which like like (laughs) 102 fever. Love that journey for you. Um, It was literally like 102. Like I probably should have gone to the doctor, but I didn't. I just sucked it up. So it's been like maybe 36 hours Mm -hmm. and Brandon takes a sip of my Gatorade and I was like what are you doing and he was it's like, like that slow motion like yeah oh. I was like what and he's like it's fine like you just had food poisoning my, and I hadn't been sick in like 12 hours at that point so and granted in his mind if it was just food poisoning it's obviously not like contagious but fun fact everybody if you get like certified salmonella like you can actually transmit it to somebody through your saliva just FYI um and I had all of the, I was, you know, I WebMD'd that shit that day, Dr. Google, and I had checked every box for salmonella. So I was like, it's salmonella. And he's like, it's food poisoning. I was like, it's not. Like, you didn't see it. Like, I saw it. You didn't see it. I saw it. I saw exactly what it looked like, and I'm telling you what it was. So what do you know? You know, the next day I go back to work, and I get a text that morning. Somebody had to call out of work because now somebody else is getting sick. Oh, I see. So I ended up taking my laptop back, working the afternoon from home, taking care of him, stopping by the Walgreens. Now, granted, my experience when I'm I'm I get the full brunt of the of the illness because I actually I'm patient zero. Like I ate the actual <laughs> raw turkey, and oh. um, yeah. I am the one that ate it. So, like, my symptoms were really bad. My fever was really awful. And I was 
pretty consistently having like nausea and all the other things coming out the other zones for probably a good like day and a half like consistently he got sick like twice and then just kind of didn't feel good and like went back to work the next day oh that's good I know it is good but like he got like the remnants of like my stuff just like from you know it just wasn't as intense and yet he's like (laughs) Can you bring me more Pedialyte? No. I'm like, I'm like, I, like, I had to nurture oh. myself. He had, like, and granted at the time, he's, like, working night shift and sleeping during the day. I had, like, banished him to the couch. So it's like, I'm locked in our room with the dog by myself for two days, like, only emerging to get saltines and ginger ale and then just throwing them back up, like, not able to keep anything down. He, like, spent half the morning feeling really sick and, like, was completely fine by the next day. And then, oh, but then your kidneys, your kidneys do hurt with salmonella too. So that was the worst is like, I was up all night with back pain and he did, he did moan and groan about the back pain. And I was like, I know it was salmonella. (laughs) He was like, like the whole time, like I told you, like it was salmonella. So I did get to be right, which was fun. That was the silver lining. I I got to be right about something. Uh, So yeah, that's always nice to hear. So one time, and not to get off track, but one time, um, do you remember when I got, when me and my entire family got food poisoning except for Matt? Bonefish Grill, I called the manager. Oh my God. Oh my God, we should bleep that. We should not say who it is, but it's fine. (sighs) We don't know which Bonefish Grill it was. They're not listening, it's fine. (laughs) So (laughs) all, all four of our listeners, no one from Bonefish Grill, I swear. So like, it was food poisoning both ends like just the worst thing but except for Matt so poor Matt was having to take care of everyone and it was one of those situations that like now my dad anytime it gets quiet my dad's like hey Matt remember that time everybody got food poisoning and you had to take care of everybody he's like yeah thanks for bringing it up he's like yeah Merry Christmas to you yeah Yeah. um so getting back on track um so that is pretty much everything I saw from WebMD so now going into some little factoids that I got from um, Stanford Medical Journal. Not a big deal. please. Every single person in the medical community. Community? Community? Every single single person in the medical community that just heard you um, cite WebMD just unfollowed and unsubscribed. That's fine. Oh, I'm fine with that. (laughs) So um, some research from the Stanford Medical Journal. Um, Women are known to have, on average, higher blood levels of signaling proteins that immune cells pass back and forth to jumpstart inflammation, a key component of immune system activation. Um, so some previous research that they had done from, from animals, I will say, not that I agree with that, but it has to be done, right? So um, in cell culture experiments showed that testosterone has anti-inflammatory properties. So that suggests a possible interaction between the male sex hormone and then the immune response. So given both of those facts i mean it just seems like kind of repeating a little bit about what webmd said but in more layman's terms so because women have higher blood levels that have immune cells that are constantly running through them they're able to fight off sickness quicker than men are does that make sense yeah, that does. It makes sense. I don't know. 
I don't know how the, the testosterone having anti-inflammatory properties, I don't know how that plays a part in it. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe it suggests immune response timing, but I, I'm, again, we are not scientists, so I don't know what that means. Um, they did do an experiment with like pre and post blood being drawn between men and women within the influ- influenza vaccine. So, um, they did an analysis of samples of blood pre and post influenza vaccine from 53 women and then 34 men that showed on average women had significantly stronger antibody responses to the influenza vaccine consistent with other studies. Um, it also showed that women showed higher average pre-vaccination blood levels of pro-inflammatory immune signaling proteins. So pre-vaccination levels of the of those proteins in particular from the woman's body didn't significantly predict the degree of her post-vaccination antibody response. Am I getting through to you? No. Remember that I like barely passed chemistry. I, know. I actually had to retake it. By, I'm not laughing at you. I got a C in chemistry. I literally no, just passed. I, had to re- I got a 69.8. My teacher would not round. Oh my God. My condolences. Yeah. So I had to retake it. And then my um, online like homeschooling teacher was like, you're my star student. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank I was like, that's because I've already taken this. <laughs> you okay. didn't tell her that, did you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I let her think I was a genius. Exactly. So basically women showed stronger antibody response to the influenza vaccine than men did. So that experiment, although I don't know, I mean, I'm again, not a scientist. I don't know how 53 women versus 34 men can show us the same average. Cause it's like, doesn't seem like a very big sample. It's size. not, it's not a big sample size and it's not an even sample size. Yeah. So to me, that just doesn't seem accurate, but it's Stanford. So I'm going <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. Uh, <laughs> so basically it just sounds like ladies, you can take that vaccine on. Right. And then, sorry guys, you're just not going to respond to it as well. Hmm. That's what I took from that. Yeah. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to cover a really funny story that I found as well um, regarding a man cold in particular. Well, man flu, if you will. So, maybe this entire episode, we just need to say, if you are squeamish, don't listen, or I don't know. But basically, I found a story from a woman named Sydney Waters. Um, it was written by Julie Skagel on scarymommy.com, which is a blog all about mom stuff, I think. I only looked at this page, so I'm not I that. think Scary Mommy is about mom stuff when, like, your kid eats the dog's poop. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> so Sydney was nine weeks pregnant, um, and she had the stomach flu. So she wasn't only just nine weeks pregnant. She also had a her and her husband had a six-month-old daughter together. So she was nine weeks pregnant with stomach flu. She's nine over. weeks pregnant with a six-month-old daughter. All I can hear is two under two. All I can hear is that she's going to have two children under the age of two, and that sounds 
terrifying. Scary mommy. That sounds like scary. That sounds scary mommy. That sounds scary mommy to me. That was Kaylee at one point. It's really. my cousin. I admire it, but that's frightening. So. Anyways. So she had the flu. She was pregnant, taking care of her kid. And her husband came down with the same flu um, a few hours later in the evening. So as Sydney continued to take care of her daughter, Ty, her husband, was um, walking around the house, moaning, holding his stomach, telling her how he was going to to throw up. (laughs) Really, really productive, right? Um, So Thanks for the the information. Thank you for letting me know that. But maybe go lay down or go do something about it. Mm. So, um, and then after he's wandering around the house complaining, he then, and this is your um, your warning. Plug right? your ears. Plug your ears if you don't like it or skip it. <laughs> he, he pukes on the sink, in the sink, on top of the dirty dishes that are sitting in the sink. Guess who gets to clean those, husband? That's my rule. Like, but you know he probably didn't. No, probably not. It's probably her. Right. So he pukes on the he pukes in the sink on top of the dishes, and then he goes and lays on the bathroom floor for hours. Right. But in but before he hits that mark, he like goes to the bathroom, lays down on the floor, and instead of puking in the toilet, he pukes in the bathtub. All right. What's the guy's name again? Ty. Ty. I'm on Ty. I'm on Ty's side with this one. No. What? I've never thrown up into a toilet. Julie. How old are you? A you lady, don't have to say that. A lady never reveals her age. Um, no, I. There's something about sticking your head into a toilet. I, I usually go for the trash can option. Mm-mm. I'm a trash can girl. I'm a tr- I'm trash. I'm trash. <laughs> I'm trash. I. It's. It's too cliche. I, it's too cliche. I'm just different. I just see things differently. I live my own life. But honestly, I okay. So I sympathize with anybody that's ever had the stomach flu, of course. Oh, or, totally. Or your case, salmonella, or freaking food poisoning. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm so sorry if you've ever had to deal with something like that because it think is most people have and awful, it's awful. So then he told her he couldn't see, which is like, okay, you have the flu. That's fine. You're really sick. That's fine. But you're telling her now the next symptom is that you can't. Like you're blind. He's blind. He's like Helen. It's me. Yeah. So, he then demanded that she call 911. Is this a true story? Yes! Julie, there are photos. I will send you the link. I don't know if I want to see the photos of him throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, it's not like that. It's just like... So, (laughs) he demands her that she calls 911. So, so at this point, I was kind of like, damn. Like, he must really have something wrong with her to be in a situation that's, like, actually an emergency, right? So, like, maybe I'm just being too harsh when I'm reading this. So she calls 911 and she tells him, like, okay, they're, they're on their way. And then he remembers he's a first responder. And he'll most likely know most of the people that are coming to save him from his flu. So he remembers all of a sudden, oh, wait, I'm a first responder? Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, I am the 911. I am the people that come and deal with, <laughs> like, I am that person. He promptly stands up and is able to, like, walk. And talk and talk. Yes. No patience. No patience over here. So the ambulance comes. He loads him up, or they load him up, and they tell Sydney, they're like, hey, yeah, he's going to need an IV. I mean, he's really dehydrated. (laughs) Well, 
yeah, and that does tend to happen. I mean, I need an IV every Wednesday. Like, it's not... Dehydration is so tough with that, too, because it's so easy for it to happen, and then you don't want to drink anything because you can't keep that shit down. So then they're like, we need you to follow him to the hospital, which, like, any wife would do that regardless, right? So she loads her six-month-old kid into the car. She's... In the car, driving behind the ambulance. And she, no, 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 She no, still no, has no. the flu while her husband is in the ambulance in front of her being doted on and transported in a basically a medical bedroom to the emergency room. Because he got the secondhand flu from his pregnant wife. They probably got it. Well, no. I was going to say they probably got it from their six-month-old, but no. Oh, probably, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. But my favorite is when... And and don't get me wrong, I do love to take care of, I do love to take care of Matt on a regular basis. But sometimes it's like when he's sick. A lot of times it's because I was sick and he caught it from me. So I'm like getting over being sick, and I don't want to get it again. So then I'm like frustrated because I don't want to be around him being sick, because then it's just going to be a vicious cycle. I so, think that there is something to the like. If you just had something and just got over it, your body, you I don't think you can, I think the chance of recontaminating yourself is really low. Oh, really? It's kind of like when you get a flu vaccine and they put a flu virus in you mm. that like your body can fight off. Like you still have just enough of something about antibodies or something. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> six, 69.8 did not pass chemistry. Um, but a lot of times, and it's, it sucks because Matt has really bad allergies too. So sometimes when I get a sinus infection, he'll get it just a few days later. And then it's just like, we're both miserable for two weeks straight. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like going to work. And sometimes he's like, I'm just going to work from home. Yeah. And I mean, I do work from home anyways. So... Which is a blessing of working from home is, like, if you are sick and not feeling good, it is easier to be in your own house. But, yeah. Yeah. So, that's all that I have on man colds. So, is our consensus that it's, like, an actual thing? I mean, I would, like say if, if, I would say if science backs it and it shows that estrogen slows down the multiplication of virus viruses multiplication of viri viri <laughs> the, the vir um i would say then yeah i think it's real freaking stanford journal of medicine is freaking literature freaking stanford stanford publishing it freaking stanford i'm not gonna argue with them either so i'm not gonna say a word i actually i, I did more research too earlier today and i saw that harvard was posting stuff about it too so well like, Harvard and Stanford. Well, damn. So, yeah, guys. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Spaghetti, Spaghetti Heads, Heads Podcast. Podcast. Good job. Yep. And on and Twitter then... at Spaghetti underscore Heads. And rate, subscribe, review to us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also listen on Spotify. So, if you yeah. have questions or suggestions, email us. Spaghetti Heads Podcast at Outlook.com. And yeah, right. that's the thing. Okay. Well, All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>